Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show, and watch your life grow. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on another episode of the, the Philippe Matthews Show, and uh, I've got a phenomenal uh, guest on the on the show with me today. Uh, one of my favorite shows uh, that just kind of grew on me, uh, and I and I became a hotel snob now as a result of it. It's called Hotel Impossible. It's on the Travel Channel, and it is an incredible show. Uh, with this with this guy Anthony who goes into these hotels around the country and help, basically helps save the hotel. They do these amazing renovations. He rips all of the owners apart to shreds, and he's just brutal, but he's got a kind heart. And then he has this phenomenal interior designer that uh, he uses that goes in uh, and trans literally transforms these hotels the inside and the outside, and the person who does that is the person who I'm talking to right now, Blanche Garcia. How are you, dear? I'm doing great. How are you? I am excellent. Well, there, there you go for an introduction. Everybody now knows who you are, what you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just a fix on this show and absolutely love what you guys uh, are doing and have done. So, and I've got tons of questions for you. The the first one, though, let's go back a little bit and find out where are you from? I currently reside in Montclair, New Jersey, but I was born in Queens, New York, so I haven't gone that far from my beginnings. Okay. (laughs) All right. So where did this love for interior design come from? Where did this begin? Um, I really love design because my mother is, is... was always really into house decor and things like that. She's very trendy. And so every time we moved around, she always redesigned her house, and it was always different, and I loved it. And when my father died, I was about 12 years old. My mom wanted to keep me out of trouble, which was kind of hard to do. And so she brought me with her (laughs) volunteering. Uh, One weekend a month, we would build uh, churches. And we would do it in three days with a bunch of people from the community uh, within the local organization. And we would go all over New Jersey and do this. And so I learned construction at a very early age. And I started out on the um, landscaping crew. And then I went to sheetrock and drop ceiling and electrical. And I fell in love with doing construction. And so when I got a little bit older, I basically just said, hey, I want to do interior design. And my mother and her usually, like, Latin self was just like, Nana, that's like breaking into modeling. Good luck. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, okay, great. This is what I'm going to do. And so I, I kind of mixed the two. I love art. I love drawing. And it just kind of all came together. I said, this is a really good career for me. And I just, you know, I was probably about 15 when I decided this is what I wanted to do. 
Wow. So you've been in the game now about 16 years, and you have done quite well for yourself. Uh, talk to me about the, the beginnings of uh, B. Garcia uh, Designs and uh, what, uh, uh, what did it take to come up to this level? You know, I think it's really tough. Uh, I mentor a lot of young girls now that are getting into the field, and at the time I didn't know what I was getting myself into. You don't know the right school to go to. You can't afford the right school. We didn't have a lot of money. My mom was cleaning houses for a living. Uh, she would drive me to class. So it was really tough, um, and there's no direction. A lot of the people that I grew up around, they really weren't thinking about these type of careers. They were more working in the mall or maybe they were working going to school to be a secretary. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't something that was really big, and so I didn't really have anybody that to mentor me. So I just started reading a lot of books, and I would just read tons of books on how to do different things. And if I didn't know something, I went and looked it up. And the only person at the time that you would find in the bookstores that kind of were even near where you wanted to go was like a Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't tell you a lot of how they made it. They just showed you this is what I have now. So that was also really tough. Um, when I graduated school, I was only 18 because I had gone to school early and I got my degree. And when I graduated, try, um, try going to people and asking them for, like, thousands of dollars to design when you look like you're 12. <laughs> so, you know, they're not really going to hand over, you know, $10,000 to you and say, yeah, do my house. So I worked in every type of design area. I worked at the D&D building in Manhattan, the design and, you know, decorating building. I worked at 200 Lex, which is the New York Design Center. I worked in New Jersey at window fashion places. I've kind of worked the whole place, the whole strip all over Jersey. And um, you just build up enough, um, you know, knowledge. I had went out on my own when I was about, I'd say, like, maybe 22 years old. I failed miserably. I didn't know how to network. I had never learned a lot of the tools that you learn just going through the paces or a mentor teaches you, that type of thing. So um, a couple of years later, really about two years later, I said, you know what, I need to round out what I know and I need to gain knowledge and look at a business model. And so I had went and worked for a, a architectural firm in um, Summit, New Jersey, and I worked there for about two and a half years, and I learned a lot about the business model that I wanted to put out there. Mm-hmm. And I just scored a really good gig doing a lot of the homes for professional athletes. And as I started getting more and more, I was able to leave the company I was at and go back out on my own. And so I, I definitely believe in trial and error. I had to fall on my face to, to know what I needed to do to move forward. And um, that was probably I went back out about maybe six years ago, and I just, you know, this is where I am today, except for the TV stuff. That all kind of came. That's a whole different story. I'm sure it is, which we were going to get into. Now, you have done a couple of TV shows. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Hotel Impossible, but weren't you on a reality show prior to that? Uh, yes, I was on Design Star for HGTV. Talk and to me about Design Star. How did that come about? Well, it's so funny. Uh, I definitely believe things happen for a reason, and it was probably about two years ago, uh, not even, maybe a year ago, actually, that I, I, time gets lost in my head because you're working on Hotel Impossible. You're, you don't even know where you are half the time. 
I really think I'm still in Puerto Rico. We shot there last week, so I'm not sure I'm here in New Jersey. <laughs> so um, it was last year. It was uh, I sent in a video to uh, Design Store maybe a year and a half ago, and they didn't answer back, and they were having an open call in Manhattan. And my friends and my mother said, you have to go because you're different in person. And I kind of didn't think I was going to make it through. I just said, Leah, let me go. I waited online. And they kept pulling me back. And by the sixth callback, I said, you know what? I think I'm going to make it onto this show. Wow. <laughs> and um, I got on the show. And as you can see, if, if the viewers or listeners are listening, they would know or haven't know I was the first one voted off. Right, right. And, um I was completely okay with it. It was so funny. There's a there's a calm that comes over you because you have to – I've been through a lot of things in my life, and anybody who's been through a lot of ups and downs and changes understand what's real and what's kind of just life, you know, issues. And so mm-hmm, to me, mm-hmm. this type of stuff is all fun. It's great. You build your image, and it's definitely something you want to challenge yourself with. But these aren't the hardships in life, and I feel like if you can get through that – you build on that, and you just move on and create something better. So that was an amazing experience. And when it ended, I said, you know, this is just kind of my beginning, my stepping stone um, to move on to something else. Well, obviously, it gave you a great deal of exposure, uh, and you're absolutely right. You know, when you have gone through a lot in life, those kind of things are just uh, it's just water over your back because if that's something that is going to define you, it was just something for you to do to check it out and see, you know, where you're at. So... Now, here comes Hotel Impossible. How did that come about? Well, this is another fluke. I hate to tell you, it wasn't not really a fluke, but it's just not something I planned. About a year before Design Star, a production company had found me online by doing online research and said, hey, we want to do a pilot based on your your company and shop it around to um, the network. So I was like, sure, I don't know who you are, but let's try it. So we (laughs) shot for a day. (laughs) <laughs> this is kind of how I go. We shot for a day. We did this whole thing, and they started shopping it around, and nothing. It didn't go anywhere, and I kind of forgot about it after six months. So it didn't go anywhere. In the meantime, I do design star about a year later. Now we're coming up on the fall of um, the, the year that just passed here, and I get a call from the production company, and they said, hey, we'd love you to um, – we're thinking about using you for an episode on this show that – is like a renovation hotel show. And I was like, okay, that's great. And I said, well, what do you need for me? They're like, oh, you're just going to do an episode in New York. I get a call back two hours later. They're like, no, it's going to be in Miami. Can you leave tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And I was like, "Uh, shouldn't we all have a meeting? So we're sitting in the meeting, and honestly, it was the first time that I had met Anthony. And I'm like, who's this guy, and why is he yelling at everybody? No, he was very <laughs> he was very passionate, but it's at that moment that I realized that this is what the show was. It was the first time I had heard Hotel Impossible. I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I didn't even have an agent or anything. So I said, let me go and do an episode. And I went, and it was like jumping through the ring of fire. It was the first episode we all sussed out. You're, you have a shoestring budget. I didn't know where I was. You're sourcing things at like 3 in the morning. You're putting sofas together. And um, as I was out there, we're finishing, and I remember sitting there, and I'm talking to somebody from Travel Channel, and I said, you know, the next designer you bring in, you have to tell them this, and I'll write out a checklist. Oh, how cute. Yeah, and I said, this is what you have to do. 
And he turns to me and he's like, Blanche, what are you talking about? We want you on just about all the shows. Yeah, there is no next designer. You are it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just one of those moments that you're like, this is fantastic. Wait a minute. What did I get myself into? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is so freaking awesome. Oh, I love these kind of stories. I love them. Yeah, it's really, it's really, honestly, you know, I do go in a direction. My life, you know, you do make rough plans, and I think you have to set goals, but you also have to be open to the opportunities that come to you that don't make sense at first, and I think that that very much defined my life, defines my life, that I go in a direction, but I'm very open to what comes to me, and I, my biggest gifts have come that way. Well, this is absolutely fantastic. So, so you know, there, there's a lot here. Okay, so you're on the show, and uh, uh, Anthony, uh, is it Mel Curry? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Um, Mel Curry. Mel Curry, yeah. Okay, so uh -huh. so Anthony, I'm going to be talking to him a little later on, uh, you know, talk about, you know, his career and all of that. But I want to talk about, you know, how in the world do you – I mean, because I understand what Anthony's role is, but the real the real work, uh, the make or break work, is on your shoulders. Because he'll go in, he'll say, "Okay, this is a crappy hotel. This is not right. You're not doing this. This is absolutely horrible. Look at the stains. Look at this room. Look at the bathroom. It's horrific." You'll come in and say, "Yep, this is pretty messed up." And so then you have to completely redesign uh, this hotel. How does that work? You guys go, you say you just came from Puerto Rico. You go to a hotel. How long are you there? How, how do you assess this? How do you pull all of this stuff off? Well, I mean, of course there has to be a little planning involved because there's a lot of work that goes into it, and you have to contact. We contact local contractors to for every show, so we don't have our own contractors that we bring. I figured as much because you guys are in every part of the country. Exactly. And you don't know. And also if we do certain work that requires, um, you know, that you get permits and things like that, exactly. we do have to follow those things. It does take a little bit of time. But it's not as much as you would think. So um, if you – we actually know that we're leaving to go someplace maybe about two weeks before we go there. Okay. And I have to go scout the hotel. So let's say I have to go to California. And I find out today that we have a hotel we're doing, let's say, the first week of September. Mm -hmm. I still have to make a plane trip and go there. And let's say I do it on Monday. I get back on Wednesday. I go there. I measure it. I take pictures. I meet maybe with some contractors that we might work with. You know, you try to get as much information. We mm -hmm. still have to have a meeting about it, a creative meeting as a team, to talk about what Anthony's thinking from the business standpoint to turn around this hotel and then if it matches with the different areas that the they need some um, cosmetic help because sometimes they need a room to give a, a model for the other rooms because the rooms are horrendous. Sometimes it's a lobby that's horrendous. So we have to have a meeting about it before I can even design. By the time I get to sit in front of my computer and really start looking over materials and things, we only have sometimes like six days. And six days to wow. find material and get it shipped out, get a contractor, get the bids together, get the budget together, making sure, like, it meets with production, and doing all of that is not a lot of time. Um, especially you're in these remote places like Puerto Rico, I only had five days to design. I had to design in probably about 24 hours to make sure that if I did ship things, 
that it got there in time. And you're dealing with a lot of issues that, you know, if you have to import, is it going to get there in time? You know, Puerto Rico, for instance, has different ways they lay out their addresses. So try calling FedEx and telling them the way that they lay them out, which is five lines long versus ours. Most of them called me back and said, we can't deliver there. So then you have to find different material. So it's a lot of different back and forth. Once we get out to the site, we have four days of shooting, but I really have three days to do the work. Wow. Um, Yeah, it's completely crazy. We start on the afternoon of the first day, and by the afternoon of the fourth day, you're pretty much, it's reveal time. And the, the way that people see it on TV, that's really real because we have the material there, but we run into all sorts of issues, as you'll see on the shows. Our timelines have to stay the way that they are because it takes a lot of money to film. We can't stay mm-hmm. every days just because, you know, the renovation's going crazy. We have time frames that we have to deal with, and we have to go on to the next hotel. So all the running around that you see, all the craziness, and I'm flipping out sometimes, is real. <laughs> you know? There was an episode it's, where you really pa- you almost passed out, or you did. You had almost a heat stroke. I want to tell you that that was the most embarrassing thing because that was real. And I I pride myself on being a very strong Latin woman. I have been in the field doing construction. I can do just as much as anybody else. And what happened was we're in the sun and the crew had, um, you know, were, were they were out to lunch and I was supervising and we were trying to mess with the rain, as you can see. So right. I'm trying to get so much done, and I'm like, I can't go to lunch. Just, you know, just give me, like, I don't know, get bring me back something. And as I'm standing there, and I'm like, wait a minute, I feel a little dizzy. Let me just drink more water. Well, as mm-hmm. one of our wonderful cameramen pointed out, he said, Blanche, you can't just drink water and have eggs in the morning. You do have to have electrolytes because you're sweating it all out. So when I almost went down, of course, our, our you know, they, they caught it right there on camera. And I said, oh, my God, my mother is going to flip out because she worries enough as it is. She, she's one of those women. She saw the episode, and it aired two months after we did it. She called oh me up, God. and she goes, Nana, are you okay? I've seen you every week since the show. Obviously, I'm alive. It was the funniest thing. I'm like, you realize that I've been home, right? <laughs> Oh, my God. I totally, totally love this show, man. It is so cool. It's the best reality show uh, in travel, I think, that, that has ever been done. So, so, and if I'm not mistaken, that episode, there's been a lot of episodes, but that episode was, was that the dolphin lady? The lady yes. that, where you said the dolphins come here to die? <laughs> yes. That is where the dolphins came to die because, you know, I love Florida. I go there a lot, but it's kind of like God's waiting room. You know this. And that specific hotel is where the dolphins went to die. And I was just like, I just need to get rid of one. You can keep them all. We'll relocate them to your house. You can have tea parties, but I just need to get rid of one. You are incredibly amazing. I have no idea how you turn that thing around. And some of these uh, owners are very difficult to, to deal with in terms of change. I mean, you know, and, and but all of them, is, you know, it's funny how you end up, uh, they, it, it becomes a tearjerker almost. You just start to get emotional because some of them are literally just crying their eyes out because they could not see that vision. And you make it so phenomenally real uh, that they just hug you and love you and say, oh, Blanche, thank you so much. How, how does that make you feel? Well, I think like most designers, 
you know, that's kind of why we do it. That's at least why I do it. It's very personal for me. And I don't blame them in the sense that when you're in it, it's hard to see. You know, you're in the forest, so you can't see the trees. It's mm-hmm. with anybody. Go back, go to your house and take a look around. Now, pretend you don't know who you are. All the things that you say to yourself, oh, that's fine there. I don't have to put that away. Or, you know, yeah, that's old. You give yourself excuses where other people don't. It's the same thing with business. Just people get very lackadaisical. So I don't look at them very harshly. I look at them like, let me give them something that they thought that they could get, but even better, something that I can feel that they really need. And so when I see that they love what, you know, like, for instance, we were in uh, Vermont, and I did the bridal suite in Vermont, and those Mm -hmm. sisters really connected with it because they're like, my mother loves shabby chic, and we know that she's here. That was really special for me because I did that um, suite thinking of my grandmother because my grandmother was the same way. She loved, like, roses and shabby chic. And to know that people really get it and that they really love it, it means more to me than anything. I, I love Anthony as a person. We work well together, believe it or not. But I care less about if he's happy, and I care more how the people experiencing it, you know, moving forward are going to feel about it. Mm, well said, well said. So so how have you been dealing with, uh, well, there's two pressures that uh, I see, and I might be completely wrong, but, I, you know, one pressure is you've got to get it right on every episode. And the second pressure is you're becoming a celebrity with each episode. Uh, and so how are you dealing with the pressure of just being uh, Blanche Garcia and having to get it right on every episode? But also now people are recognizing you in the streets, you're getting fans and all of these crazy things. How are you dealing with success in that level? Well, I think getting it right on every episode, um, I like to sit in a space when I scout it or even sit in my office and meditate on it because I always look for something like a connection. It's never just, okay, let's put a paint, let's do this, so they like the color blue, let's do blue. So I think that you kind of feel it clicks. There's something that clicks. Just like you do your job, and if you're doing an interview and you know that you got it, there's something mm-hmm. in you that, an instinct mm-hmm. that goes, I, I nailed it. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, until I feel that when I'm designing, I don't feel right in it. And sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right till I'm out there, but I don't let those days go by without feeling that. And it has to come together, and you kind of have to go on the fly. So it is a lot of pressure, but I think my um, my my history has prepared me for it from working on construction sites, doing a a church in a weekend, to working on Design Star and and the craziness that comes with that, I think it breeds you to be a certain type of designer that Mm -hmm. is not, you know, going to take forever and they're used to tight timelines. I think that um, the dynamic that becomes the pressure is that what you see on camera is real in the sense that Anthony doesn't know about what I'm designing. He knows the space I'm designing, like if it's a lobby or it's a... Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. He doesn't want to know anything about it because he tries to keep it as real as possible. And I... So it's a surprise to to him as well. Exactly. So he doesn't like to see it. In fact, when I'm working on a space, he won't even walk in there. Only the check-ins. He'll see the check-ins like you, the viewer, sees them. So he walks in, he's like, what about this, what about that? But he's not a designer. He's got really great imagination, but he doesn't even see the end result. So it's not till the reveal 
that he comes in, and Anthony does not hold back, as you all will be able to see, and you see every week. <laughs> he does not – if he hates it, he's going to tell me, and he doesn't care if the owner loves it. He'll say, Blanche, I'm glad the owner loves it, but this is horrible. He will completely do that. Yeah, and yeah. so you're you're designing with the pressure of making sure that it's right, you have a tight budget, but you're also knowing that as a designer, and I have my own company – that, you know, he can – he's a loose cannon in that sense. He'll say exactly how he feels, and I respect him for that. But you are on the cliff every week. You're staying in there, and you're saying, okay, what's it going to be, you know? And thank God he has given me, as you can see from episodes, the first one that I did, he's um, got more comfortable with me. We've found a groove. Now I can tell him I'm putting polka dots on the ceiling, and unless it's something completely insane, he'll say, okay, Blanche, I'm sure you'll make it work. Right, so, exactly. I have noticed that. There's a great chemistry yeah. there and a great level of relief from him because in the beginning it was like, are you going to do this? I don't like this. I want you to do this. I'm like, dude, calm down. Take a pill or something. No, and that first episode that you saw together, what they showed on camera was a small snippet of that actual conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we neither one of us were backing down. I had, he hadn't seen the design. He hated purple. He walked in yep. and he just let me have it. And I forgot the cameras were there, honestly, because when he like just kind of unloaded, I was just like, oh no, oh no, we didn't. And I just like, I, you know, and they only caught a small. I'm like, the Latin came out of me, and it was like I didn't even beat it. And my friend goes, Blanche, you could never get Botox because your 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 expressions are priceless. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's completely so. I mean, those pressures, you, you oh. know, you become more comfortable with. But as we do show to show, we have we're at a breakneck speed. Um, I'm probably home maybe a week and a half out of the month. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I have my own business and my own team. So that's a lot of a balancing act. It has become different with the notoriety. You know, I'm not like a Sandra Bullock or anything like that. But it is a little strange when you go to get your hair cut and people are like, are you? Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. you know, or I was in Puerto Rico having dinner with my mother and the waiter was like, you're Blanche Garcia. And before you do it, like the whole restaurant were like, you know, and, and it's great because you still want to connect with everybody, but I can only imagine what real celebrities go through in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it has its it pluses, but it also has its minuses. It does. And you know what? I always said when I was younger, I always knew I wanted to do work on TV. I knew I wanted to do design, and I knew I wanted to be on TV. And the only reason I said that was because, I looked at all these stars, and they have no privacy, and they're very in the public eye. But if you look at a lot of the designers and the Food Network stars and things like that, they've become their own celebrity. It's their own thing that they've done. But Mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of people, you know, staking out their door. They don't worry about who they're dating and what their life is like. And you have a little bit of leeway versus if you're like, you know, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that you know, if, unless you start dating uh, Tom Cruise or you break up, you know, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, then you won't have anything to worry about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I haven't made that on my bucket list, but you know, you never know, really. <laughs> now, you specialize in green uh, design. What does that mean? Uh, green is sustainable design, and uh, there's a 
test that you can take through an organization called the USGBC. It's um, the Green Building um, Association. And basically, uh, as of about maybe even eight, nine years ago, they started putting these benchmarks out because out of California, which they start everything that has to do with energy conservation or things like that, um, this isn't a new concept. It started back in the 60s and 70s. But it, beca it became a bigger movement as of probably maybe like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It became more of a buzzword. And you see a lot of that with our, you know, because our our ecosystem is failing rapidly. And that's why it became such a, a big issue. Um, so what I do is whether I work with residential or commercial design, I'm able to pick and utilize sustainable materials that either grow at more, a more rapid pace um, that are either can be renewable, recyclable, and so we try to utilize that for certain clients that really ask for it. I try to do it anyway, um, but you know you still have a pushback if if it costs more and things like that. So I try mm -hmm. to explain and educate a lot of my clients of the cycling of making that money back versus the pros and cons. So I it's something that I really love. I try to implement it as much in my own life, but I'm definitely not totally crunchy granola. I do use things like leather and, you know, <laughs> I drink bottled <laughs> water and things like that, but you have to try to do your own part. So, sure. um, you know, it, it, I think it's great. If you can do a little bit of it, especially in building design, it uh, saves so much energy and material because you're doing it on such a large scale. It's not just one person. You're doing it for a whole building or a whole house. You can actually make a big difference. Well, earlier you mentioned that you do have your own business. How do people uh, who are seriously serious about hiring you to do their home, to do their office, to do their hotel, whatever, how do they contact you? What is your web address? Um, where is my what? Your web address. Oh, it's www.bgarciadesigns.com, and you can contact me or send in an email, and it has all the information. Well, Blanche, obviously the show is a hit. You guys got picked up for a second season, which obviously you're talking about now because you're 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 already in the throes of shooting it. Uh, when right. does the new season begin? I think they're thinking about late fall. Um, that's what they're thinking, but it can change at any time. Uh, like the show, that you can't you know put anything past them, and you just have to be ready. <laughs> well, it's a Absolutely phenomenal show. I have fallen in love with it. I am honored that you uh, took time out to be with me today. I would love for you to come back uh, as the show progresses and talk more detail about uh, the show, the designs, and also what you're up to because I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, you are, are uh, the Martha Stewart of our generation. You're getting ready to completely blow up. I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am for you. Uh, no one is more deserving of it than you. So, I want you to just keep on there, keep up the good work, and hang in there. Thank you. I appreciate it, and keep watching. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, bgarciadesigns.com. Blanche Garcia, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon, my dear. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.